Podcast Answer Man, episode number 152. Hey, this is Chris Brogan from chrisbrogan.com, and you're listening to the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And this week, we've got yet another full lineup of your questions, your voicemail, asking questions, giving feedback, and we're going to cover things like, why are there only five episodes of my podcast showing up in iTunes? Uh, Talking about, you know, audio players on the iMac. We're going to talk about my new iMac. Did I say audio players on the iMac? That's I got iMac on the mind. Uh, but uh, audio players on the iPod. We're going to actually talk about uh, my new iMac for just a moment. Uh, I'm going to tell you about another podcast that I've been talking about that uh, has everything to do with uh, managing your relationships with your audience uh, and how that applies to this thing called Inbox Zero. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, why is it that my audio sounds a little flatter on Skype and uh, premium podcasting solutions. So that's, that just gives you a little feel of what we're going to be talking about today. Now, folks, I um, obviously I come here every week and I'm excited. And, and I know that you're probably getting tired of hearing me say that. But you know what? When you when you find what you love and what you're passionate about and find a way to make a living doing it, Life really is, uh, it, it's different and it's fun and, it, and it's exciting. And so I do, I come here, I look forward to this podcast every week as I do many of the other shows that I do. And, and I ask you this question, when you hit the record button, are you looking forward to talking to people? And if, so, if, if not, perhaps uh, maybe it's time to think about uh, pulling the plug or, or finding some way to reignite your passion for what it is that you're talking about. I'll tell you what, though, uh, I know there's a lot of things that I want to say, but I think there's going to be some good transitions into the things that I want to share about what's going on with me personally and some of the exciting things that are going on here. So um, I'm just going to let the questions kind of lead the way. And we're going to start off with our great friend, Sister Julie. And uh, she had called in with this question here. Hi, Cliff. This is Sister Julie from anunslife.org. Thanks so much for helping us get our podcast in the iTunes store. We've done all the things you recommended, album artwork, tagging, and we've got some nice, clean text for descriptions and file names. And we rank well for none podcasts. And our subscription numbers are growing steadily. Now, I've got a question about our podcast showing up in the iTunes store. I just noticed that only the last five podcasts are listed, but we have over 40 episodes in our podcast feed. I checked Podcast Answer Man in iTunes and saw you had a bunch listed. So what's happening with all our podcasts not showing up? And better yet, how do I fix it? Thanks, Cliff. God bless. All right. Thank you, Sister Julie. And you are doing a great job with your podcast. And I love the changes that you're making on your website, by the way. I encourage everybody, if you want to just get a good feel of, of just somebody out there that's podcasting and blogging and, uh, you know, really is is always fine tuning their their look on the web, the, you know, their home on the web is what I call your website. So if you go to a nunslife.org, I really encourage you to check it out. It, it is a very clean and fresh approach to uh, designing a, a website. And, um, you know, it's, it's just looking really, really good. And if I look down at the bottom, uh, let's see here. She's using thesis is what she's using. And it looks really great, by the way. 
really great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. So very exciting stuff. All right. So uh, how do what's what's going on with your your five podcast episodes already not or being the only ones that are showing up in your iTunes listing? Now, I'll let you guys know that this this voicemail came in several weeks ago and I pretty much responded to her personally on this one because she is Sister Julie's actually an ongoing client of mine, ongoing consulting client of mine. And I love working with them. So uh, basically what I explained to her is if you go into your WordPress settings and under settings, you'll see that there's an option for reading and there are two little options there. One is a it is an option for how many items will you display or how many posts will you display in your archives or on your posts page? You know, for example, you know, before you get to the bottom of the screen and it says click here for previous entries or whatever, how many, how many posts are going to show up? Well, right below that, there, there's an option that actually says, and I've, I've got one right here in front of me. So let me actually read to you the exact wording. I'm just pulling this up in WordPress right now. It says syndication feed shows the most recent. Now on yours, it probably says five posts. If that's the case that, you know, if, if only five are showing up. Now, I want you to know that if you go to iTunes and look up Podcast Answer Man, you should see uh, if you're, you know, after this episode is posted, you should eventually see 152 episodes. And that's because I have my syndication uh, feeds to show the most recent 200 episodes. So that's that's exactly how you change that. Now, I will tell you that um, you potentially could run into an issue, especially using uh, FeedBurner, you may end up eventually getting an error that says your your RSS feed was too large to process. And I have seen this happen before. Uh, and, you know, one of the things you could do is you could back off on the number of episodes. Uh, but sometimes I think there are things that, that get included in RSS feeds that don't necessarily need to be there. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure how to clean that up all the time. I, I've I've been able to successfully clean that up for several folks uh, as I work with them, but it's been a little unique each time, and they're very few and far between. You, I mean, these days, you know, the people who have more than 200 episodes out there, there there's not a lot of us out there, but but there are more and more these days, and so uh, you know, you may run into that, and I'm sure, Sister Julie, that you'll eventually hit that, and we'll figure out a way by then to to make sure that we get it working for you to where you can show all your episodes if that's what you desire. Now, one of the things that I will mention here is that for Podcast Answer Man, if you subscribe to this feed uh, in iTunes, you will get the most recent 153 episodes. Uh, or one, I'm sorry, uh, is it 152? Yeah, 152 episodes as of right now. And so... Uh, but if you go and subscribe to any of the other podcasts that I produce through gspn.tv, I believe you're only going to get the most recent either 15 or 25 episodes of those podcasts, even though there are hundreds upon hundreds of certain shows that I do. And of course, one of the reasons I do that is because I have premium membership. And what we do is we try to make a majority of our content free as it comes out. And there are still even, you know, beyond what's available in the RSS feed, you could go to our website and browse and find even more additional stuff that's available for free. But people who are gspn.tv plus members, they get access to every single episode, uh, which is well over 2000 episodes now, by the way, that I've produced. 
and uh, they get access to everything on the web. And when they subscribe to any of our podcasts, gspn.tv plus feeds, um, they have their own unique RSS feed and they have the access to, and I'm looking it up right now, currently it's set to the most recent 150 episodes. All right. So uh, those folks absolutely get access to as much as 150. Now, occasionally, uh, like for example, Pursuing a Balanced Life right now has 400. Well, let me go to it real quick and I'll tell you. Uh, actually, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to my episode guide. So I, if you go to gspn.tv forward slash episode guide, you could do that anytime you want. Um, and I'm looking for Pursuing a Balanced Life. Episode 459. So there are 459 episodes of that podcast. Now, I can actually do this for somebody who's a Plus member. If they say, Cliff, I really want to get every single episode uh, via RSS. Well, if they contact me, what I can do is I can go into my WordPress settings. I can change it to show the most recent 500 episodes, have that person unsubscribe from the Plus feed, resubscribe, and it will then go and pull up all 500 episodes, and then I can change it back to 150. That way, uh, people who aren't looking for all episodes of everything uh, won't be ha- won't, won't have to download or won't have to go and delete out the the registry of 459 you know episodes prior to that. So, anyway. Just a little bit uh, behind the scenes there. That's how that's how you are able to control how many podcast episodes shows up in an RSS feed. Here's another thing to to kind of let you know and to think about when you are blogging and podcasting together. Okay, which of course, obviously, recently I told you about the benefits of doing that and suggesting that maybe you should pick up doing some blogging and some video post entries. You know, maybe embedding a couple of your own YouTube videos on your site within your blog from time to time. Well, let's just say that you do, you know, two or three blog posts in between your audio podcast episodes. Well, if your RSS feed is pointing to your main feed and you have that little uh, syndication feed shows, let's say 10 episodes uh, or 10 posts. Well, what will happen is if you have, let's say 10, you have three episodes of your podcast this month and you have, you know, seven or eight different blog posts, what's going to happen is those blog posts in between the episodes take up spots there. So it, even though you've got, let's just say, um, I'm really horrible at trying to think about, I should have thought about this example all the way through so I could just say it clearly. But anyway, if the last 10 posts on your blog, if out of those 10 posts, only two of them are podcast episodes and the rest are other various posts, well, then in iTunes, only two audio episodes are going to show up. So there are two ways you can fix this. Number one, you can create a category on your WordPress site, which only has podcast episodes with it. And then that category will have its own RSS feed off of WordPress. And so therefore, you could actually say this, you know, hey, iTunes or hey, FeedBurner, check this feed as the main feed. And then what will happen is you might have in the last 10 epi- or ten posts on your WordPress, uh, only two of the, the last 10 posts to overall may have been podcast episodes. But if you have 30 different podcast episodes in your feed um, and they're all in the podcast category, then what will happen is that those 10 posts in your syndication feed for 
the category of podcasting will all be podcast episodes. Therefore, podca- uh, iTunes showing all 10 episodes. So does that make sense? I hope it does. Anyway, Sister Julie did get her solution uh, worked out for her. And of course, uh, she'll deal with the growing pains as she gets up to, you know, 150, 200 episodes. And uh, I have no doubt in my mind that Sister Julie will do it because she is a podcasting machine. Her and Sister Maxine, uh, they are they are two nuns with a with a mission uh, for podcasting. It, it is really awesome. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can see on their on their site where they're at right now uh, with that. But um, anyway, they, they're doing a re- it looks like they're well over 40 episodes of one particular podcast and 18 of another. So, yeah, she, she's they're doing they're doing really good. All right. Moving right along. Um, I've got a call that came in from Ron and he suggests that I raise my consulting rates. This is what he says. Here we go. Hey, Cliff. My name is Ron. I'm from Fort Collins, Colorado. And actually, you and I have just recently corresponded on podcasting equipment. And it was kind of funny that afterwards I listened to uh, your podcast, the Balanced Life podcast. Incidentally, it was the first time I'd ever listened to that one. And um, listening to you talk about stopping your equipment sales. So anyway, I just wanted to encourage you to tell you that, man, you, I, after I listened to The Balanced Life, I listened to your family from the heart. You know, I've just recently stumbled on you and uh, was listening to you and your wife sort of talking about how busy things are and whatnot. And, um, you know, I'm just a guy who's new to you, but boy, I bet you could double your uh, consulting rates and still bring in plenty of business. And it sounds to me like, uh, you ought to consider doing that if you're getting that much interest, maybe not doubling, but uh, raising your rates and and uh, just, you know, taking some, some of the pressure off. So anyway, uh, you are an inspiration, and I enjoy listening to the podcast, Answer Man podcast. You have a blessed day. Bye. All right, Ron, thank you so much for calling in, and it was a pleasure working with you as it is with most all of my clients. And when it's not a pleasure, I just don't work with you. But uh, <laughs> but that's how that that's how I do things. Uh, raising my rates, you know, for me to raise my rates to one fifty, I'll tell you, it took me months to make that decision, and I'm glad I did because that's really, honestly, that that's the only way I could have uh, continued to to just make things happen here. Uh, and, and I was really shocked. I, you know, I raised my rates. I thought for sure that was going to thin my schedule out and I would be completely, you know, have all this free time to create digital products and stuff like that, that people could purchase and, and have all this wonderful training available for everybody. And it turned out to be the opposite. I raised my rates to 150 and I've been nonstop since and booking as much as a week and a half. Sometimes I've been booked as much as two or three weeks in advance and so things are very good here. And you're right. I've actually had several clients, several existing clients right now suggest that, you know, hey, you, ought to, you know, maybe you should raise your rates even more because, you know, I, I, you know, I would certainly pay you more than this. And, you know, I, you know, especially, you know, if, if I could get you in quicker, I, you know, I honestly right now, it, it sounds crazy, but no, I, I'm not interested in raising my rates right now. Um, I, I'm not saying they'll be 150 an hour forever. Uh, I, I'm certain that they'll eventually go up, but th- there's no immediate plans in my mind whatsoever to raise my rates. Uh, what I we were talking about this on a podcast I do uh, with a good friend of mine. His name's Andy Traub. We do a podcast called Business Tech Weekly. I really encourage you to check it out. BusinessTechWeekly.com. 
Um, especially if you are a small to medium sized business owner, it, it is a, it's a must listen. I think at least give it a try. Anyway, he and I were talking and yeah, one of the things that I had shared with him is like, you know what? I know that I'm worth more than $150 an hour, but I am priced in a place where I can be affordable to the type of people that I want to work with. You know, and and so at this point in time, I, you know, certainly there's some of the higher paying clients and and they are they are a true joy and pleasure to work with. You know, there's nothing more blessed. I I mean, I am such a blessed man and I understand that. And and guys, please, please know that I understand how blessed I am. But, uh, you know, it's really cool to get on the phone with the client who you know, can definitely afford not just the 150 an hour, but they could afford, you know, a bit more. And, and they just, they just are so excited to be able to work with me to gain wisdom and knowledge from my experience over four years. I mean, these people just like, they just, it's like, wow, they, they really energize me. Uh, but you know what? There, there are clients out there that I work with that, you know, for them to, to hire me, some of them are, you know, they save up. They, they, they say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to get on your schedule, uh, you know, for about three or four weeks from now, I've, I've got a check coming in and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I really want to get you in because I I have a bunch of questions. I, I need your help on getting this website set up, getting this configured and, and figuring, wrapping my mind around some of these concepts of, how to build relationships with people through, you know, comments and Facebook and Twitter and, and how, how you've done this. And, and you know what, those people, they, sometimes they save up for, you know, a couple of weeks, sometimes even a month or so to hire me for an hour or two. And, you know, if I was any more expensive than I am now, it would just put me further out of their reach. And you know what, those clients are a lot of fun to work with too. They really, really are. They are. Um, I am glad to be at the 150 range, though. This is one of the things that I do know is that back when I was, you know, 50 bucks an hour and, you know, I remember, you know, the clients who I had at that time, there were some people who hired me at 50 bucks an hour and they felt like they had to just put me through the ringer and they, they felt like they were entitled to so much, you know, follow up email and and all this other stuff. And it's just it and and they made me really feel awful for charging them money to to help them and it's like man i i i want to get out of that kind of consulting i want to i want to work with people who appreciate me and so i i found i found a sweet spot i found a sweet spot where i'm working with the clients i want to work with uh people who you know one of the things that i you know i do this podcast this podcast i understand is beneficial to to the hobbyist, uh, you know, the, the, even the basic hobbyist, uh, who was just thinking about playing around with podcasting for the fun of it. That is totally cool. I love putting this podcast out there for you. And I used to be that guy, but as far as my consulting work goes, that's not really where I want to spend my one-on-one consulting hours with. I want to spend my consulting hours with people who are serious about podcasting. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be podcasting for a business, uh, but I really do work. Like, I like working with solopreneurs or small business owners, and I really like working with people who are uh, let's call them serious hobbyists. You know, these are the people who who basically have a budget for their hobby. You know, golfers have a budget for their hobby, you know, and, 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 you know, I don't know, whatever your hobby is, if you spend, you know, a significant amount of money on towards your hobby, you know, the, these are the clients that, you know, tend to hire me. And, and I found a, a good 
working mix with them. But yeah, for those of you who are wondering, my rates are not going up anytime soon, uh, but they won't be 150 an hour forever. But with that being said, what I want to let you know is that I am still churning out these digital products. And these digital training products are something that I want to tell you a little bit about, if you don't mind. And, um, you know, basically right now you now I still have to put the automation in the website so that you can actually just eventually go to a page. I can say go to a page and you've got a description either by text or video of what each product is and all this stuff. And you can click to buy now and it gets delivered to you immediately. Um, it, that all should be done by the end of next week. But until then, I just want to let you know right now I have four, no, five digital audio products that you could contact me via email about and you can purchase from me. And if you don't mind, what I'd like to do real quick is just tell you a little bit about each one of those and then we'll move on to some more questions. And so uh, what I've done here is I, I got a, oh, by the way, I got a brand new Mac and I love this thing and I'm using a program called Text Expander. And this thing is amazing. I, I just click in, you know, one click of a button and I can just pop up this entire thing here. So uh, the first product that I want to tell you about is the premium membership model. And uh, in fact, there's a question that I have coming up. And let me go ahead and set this up through Chris because Chris has uh, this question right here. Hey, Chris. This is Chris Russell from Connecticut. I run the Job Radio.fm uh, podcast. First, I want to thank you for your consulting uh, you do with me in recent uh, months. Um, anyone who's listening to this who uh, is thinking about hiring uh, uh, Cliff to do some podcast consulting is, uh, definitely comes highly recommended. He uh, gives some great advice and tips. Cliff, i got two questions for you. First is, I'm thinking about creating a premium podcast, uh, kind of like yours, uh, GSPN TV. I want to know what options are there for hosting a premium podcast. I've heard of things like premium cast. I'm wondering what other tools or sites or hosting services are out there that can host and, and help with the payment options. And then secondly, what other successful podcaster do you know who have a premium podcast that's actually making money? I'm curious as to whether uh, successful podcasters out there have, have done this kind of model. So appreciate your time and uh, thanks a lot. All right, Chris, thank you very much. Um, yeah, th this is a great question and uh, one that obviously I was very interested in. I'm going to read to you this description here that I put together for the premium uh, membership model. And I'm just going to read this word for word. It says here, uh, one of the most frequent questions that I'm asked is, how do you make a living from podcasting? Today, a majority of my income comes in from podcast consulting or coaching work, as well as the sale of digital training products. However, the income generated from premium content model is still brings in a significant amount of income on a monthly basis for myself. Uh, basically, the way I have it set up, I have a few shows that I produce where you get every episode for free. Or, I'm sorry, uh, where you get... Oh, okay, yes. So I have a few shows where you get every episode for free, Podcast Answer Man being one of them. Uh, a majority of our shows, however, are set up to where you get at least one episode per month for free. However, uh, those those who are premium members get episode get every episode of every podcast that we produce. Uh, in this digital training product or this digital product, uh, I share why I decided to go to the partial premium membership model that I did. I share the type of responses that I got from those who had been used to getting every episode for free and then all of a sudden not getting everything for free. 
I share the insights that I have gained over the past few years of doing this and whether or not I would do it, do it again if I had to do it all over. Uh, while this session is not a step-by-step how-to uh, training product like my other training products, I do share how I happen to manage to give each premium subscriber their own unique RSS feed and I show the software packages that I use to manage everything. Now, by the way, this premium membership model um, session is two and a half hours in length. Uh, the first hour, I recommend listening to the audio uh, file that I, I put together. The first hour is in audio form. Uh, it's in video form too, but the it, you'd be better off just listening to the audio out and about. And then come in and watch parts two, three, and four in the video form. And uh, and it really give you a lot. I think it. I believe this product is a must listen to. Uh, product for anybody thinking about charging money for a podcast for content for charging for for podcasting content. Now, with that being said, I do like I said, I I share the software that I've purchased uh, to to make my things happen. Um, I actually show you how I actually have it set up and connected with PayPal, or there, or actually how I chose not to connect it to PayPal and how I manage some of it ma- manually and why I chose to do it manually. Um, versus having it uh, automatically integrated, which, by the way, it can do very easily. Um, So uh, that's one option. I share share that. Now, um, there are other options out there. There's there's something called premium, which, by the way, I built my own system. I did purchase some pre-made software that wasn't made for podcasting, but uh, for just simply managing what we call... um, HT access um, uh, password management of directories uh, and, and and how people can pay to get access to that. But anyway, um, as far as the whole concept of how I do the RSS feeds and, and stuff like that, that I, I pretty much manually built my own system. And it's a little kludgy, uh, but it certainly works for me. And we have, oh, I don't know. Let me go over here real quick and I'll tell you, 359 people who pay $10 a month for our content. So uh, it, it's working. I like it. Um, there are uh, other things. Premium cast is obviously an option that's out there. Uh, I have not really looked into it beyond what I looked into it back in the early days of when I started to create my own premium membership model. Uh, I think there's iTunes. Let's see. I, iTunes phone ring. I can't remember. Jeff Smith has something called ring feeder or something like that. Uh, I've heard people talk about that. I, I've really not looked into it as well, but just to, just uh, see if you can Google. Um, hey, well, here, I'll do it right now. I'm in front of a computer and you're probably driving around in your car. So iTunes ring feeder. Let's see if that is if that pulls up here. Uh, Ringtone feeder. So let's see. This is a YouTube video. Ringtone feeder. One, two, three, four. I don't, I don't know what this is. Anyway, um, if it's called, I know it's called ringtone feeder. So let, let me see if I do one more search. Ringtone feeder. And oh, there it is. Ringtonefeeder.com. This is Jeff Smith, and now he is. Hello. Now I will tell you this: Jeff Smo, Jeff Smith is 
he is making money from selling content, premium content. Uh, and, and basically, instead of doing a podcast, he creates a he creates a new ringtone, I think, every week or something like that. And and that gets delivered to you via a part podcast feed. And he uses iTunes to kind of manage that somehow. So anyway, that is certainly an option to look into. And you could contact Jeff Smith, I'm sure, to to find out how to to set something up like that. Um, what else? Yeah, th- those are some of the options out there. I'll tell you what, though. You asked if there's anybody else out there successful. Well, ringtonefeeder.com. I know Jeff Smith's making some money off of that. Uh, let me tell you where I got the inspiration for I, where I got the inspiration for this premium partial premium content that I do. Uh, and it came from when I heard an interview of Dan, Dan class from the bitterest pill who uh, started to what he did. I think it was like $4 a month. He, he only does one podcast, but he $4 a month. You get every single episode and he was going to give one episode a month for free. Well, I just went to his website today and it looks like maybe he might have modified that because I see that it, it appears that every episode is now on his site. Um, I don't see any episode skipped like I used to. But one of the things I do notice is right above the player, it says premium version, 40 minutes or so, free version, 20 minutes. Uh, that's for the episode number 204. Uh, episode number 203, uh, the full the premium versions an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, the free versions, 26 minutes. Uh, episode 202 premium version is one hour, uh, free version about 35 minutes. So I'm not exactly sure, you know, how he's breaking that up. Uh, I certainly, uh, I gave that a can, I actually considered that and, uh, I chose not to do that route. Um, I, I think some people were, you know, when I actually considered doing that, I, I, I tossed out the ideas and some really, some people were really against the idea of being kind of teased with the beginning of some content and not being able to hear the full thing. They would just rather not have it at all. And so that's why I decided to really go a minimum of one episode per month on the free feed. And if you want, you know, an episode on a weekly basis of the show, then become a plus member. And of course, I've got it set up to where I'm producing a minimum of about 12 episodes a week of various podcasts. And for 10 bucks a month, you get access to everything. And if in my mind, I give away podcast answer man away for free every week. Um, but if there's any one podcast that I could think of that would be worth 10 bucks a month all by itself, I think it would be this one. And I, and I, and I say that because I've just been told that over and over again. So by the way, if you are a person out there listening to this podcast on a weekly basis and you really don't have any desire to hire me, but if you want to help support the content that I'm doing, feel free to become a plus member over at gspn.tv slash plus. Alrighty. So I hope that answers your question. And, uh, it looks like there's somebody in our chat room. Flug is, I think the name he says, Adam Carolla is, uh, let's see here. Adam Carolla is kicking around, uh, some kind of part, the idea of some kind of partial pay model. So, uh, he sells his show at the improv though. He's looking into pay episodes. Uh, so anyway, uh, any, yeah, here's the deal. I, I would suggest to you to, um, I, I would really consider getting the premium mem- membership model 
uh, webinar session I'd, I've done because I've really, I, I've been, I think about this premium membership model uh, that I've been doing ever like for months before I even started it. Took me months to build it, and then I think about it all the time, and and I'm consistently retooling in my mind how I approach this thing, and and so uh, with that with that product that I have for sale, you get two and a half hours, uh, a whole hour of it, just you know my thoughts on where I see things going in this realm, and then another you know two out, let's see, another hour and a half of me kind of just showing you my system, and I mean, every, I, I just show you the details. So anyway with that. Um, what other kind of, uh, you know, I'll tell you about some other, um, let's see here, digital products that I have for sale in just a few minutes. But before I do that, let's take another call here. This one comes from Lee Andrew and he is calling in from Germany. Hello Cliff, it's Lee Andrew here. I've got a specific question actually regarding um, listening to podcasts on websites. Now, because normally listening to podcasts on websites means you're clicking on a flash embedded file, um, you know, to give you that player functionality. Well, since it's, you know, since flash is not going to be available on the iPad, what alternative is there going to be? I mean, will a link saying, um, I don't know, click to download or click to listen to the actual MP3 file on the server be enough for, I don't know, I suppose iTunes is going to be on I, on the iPad, that it will just load that file? If not, what other alternative is there other than using a Flash player on a website? Until then, take care. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much, uh, Lee, for your question. And uh, I, I believe I have an answer for that. First and foremost, um, if it's anything like the iPhone, which I, I mean, I believe it's going to handle much in the same way. If you go to podcastanswerman.com or any other website that kind of does, you know, the whole situation of of putting click here to download and it has a link to the MP3 file. What happens on the iPhone is you click on that link and it kind of opens up your Safari browser uh, in a way, and and what it does is it actually then pulls up and and plays the MP3 file directly on your phone or on the device using the QuickTime player. Now, I would imagine that the iP- iPad will do the same thing. I would hope, however, that they they maybe kind of make it a little bit more graphically pleasing rather than a big, huge iPad with just a QuickTime logo in the middle of it with a gray background. Uh, it's kind of ugly when it plays MP3 files um, on the iPhone when you click click it that way. But uh, I have no doubt that you will be able to pl- just any any website that has a, a direct link to an MP3 file. I have no doubt that the iPad will definitely play that file. Um, the other thing is, is that, you know, HTML5 is is out now and, and I'm wondering if we'll see any kind of HTML5 audio players so basically so that the player will actually work and and actually start uh, streaming the audio on the web page while you can still browse around and look at the other page if anybody knows of any html5 uh, players that you can encode into your website or a i mean the this i think would be very nifty the one thing i'll say though is i'm a little confused about html5 encoding because I've seen video, I've seen websites that have HTML5, uh, and you know, sure they they work great on um, on, on the web pages and stuff like that. And it kind of flat, you know, kind of pulls up and looks nice, great, darkens out the background and all that stuff. 
But when I've seen those, when I actually go and pull that up on the iPhone, it doesn't look the same way. Instead, it kind of gives like a little static thumbnail image. You click on it and then it opens it up in that same kind of deal. Um, at least the, you know, when you, when you're embedding uh, video now, it's in H.264 uh, compression and, and it does work on the iPhone, but still it's, it's not exactly what I had experienced, uh, had considered would be the best experience there. Anyway, so with that being said, uh, but yeah, Lee, when you get your iPad, I have no doubt that our, our, our podcast episodes are going to play on it. No problem at all. Hey, the next uh, the di- next digital audio product I want to tell you about is Adobe Audition 101. And actually, I'll just go ahead and tell you about um, Audacity 101. Uh, both of these are now uh, produced and will tell you, teach you anything and everything you need to know as a podcaster of how to use these audio editing suites. So, uh, and especially the Adobe Audition, obviously Audacity is free. Um but Adobe Audition uh, is not free. It costs $349 for the software. I still use it, even though I just switched over to a Mac as my main computer now. I got the 27-inch iMac. If you want to hear all about my iMac, by the way, head over to helpigotamac.com and look at episode number 112, which will be on the website sometime tomorrow. But anyway, helpigotamac.com, episode 112. You'll hear about my why I switched over to Mac and why Mac is now my main computer and how it, it is. I basically feel like even though I paid whatever the normal price is coming out of the, the Apple store, how I feel like this thing is a huge bargain. I mean, a huge bargain. Uh, anyway, that's again, helpigotamac.com, episode number 112. So with that being said, um, you know, even though I'm running a Mac, I have installed Windows XP and Parallels on my Mac and I'm and I'm running, you know, $349 software. I, I basically I am I am running Windows on my 27-inch iMac at all times with Adobe Audition open all day long because I love it that much and it really radically transforms the sound of my file because of the multi-band compressor and I have this secret you know the secret sauce that I call it. it it's the settings that I use to really get the sound that you hear here now a lot of the sound that you hear here has a, a good deal to do with uh, my high LPR 40 microphone but I will I will say that you know the other half of the equation or actually probably 75% of the rest of the equation is is the process that I do in um, in Adobe Audition so uh, I, I walk you through all of those uh, those are available separately at a hundred dollars uh, for either one and uh, those you can check out all right, we're going to move on to the next question. This comes in from Steve in, I believe, Melbourne, Australia. Let me see. I think I hit play. Oh, you know what I did is I hit play and I had the audio muted. Here G'day, go. Cliff. It's Steve Fisher here from the Plain Crazy Down Under podcast down here in Melbourne, Australia with a question for Podcast Answer Man. My question this week relates to using Skype in your podcast. We produce our podcast here with me hosting the call and recording everything on a uh, digital audio device and I run that through a Yamaha MW10C uh, mixer which is a very good mixer. I find it uh, quite a good piece of equipment for the task. However, I have found, I think particularly since I've been using the mixer and using some uh, decent microphones that Skype tends to mute or flatten out my audio quality and I'll just play you an example of that from a call I left on the listener line uh, back before Christmas. 
G'day Cliff, it's Steve Vischer here from Melbourne, Australia and I'm from the Playing Crazy Down Under podcast. Just wanted to... Uh... And just to clarify, this happens when my audio goes out over Skype. The audio coming in to my machine sounds crystal clear depending on the connection. Now I understand that that was using the Skype out service, however even when I'm using Skype just PC to PC, and actually if you recall last year I called into social media Serenity and that was direct Skype, the audio sounds just the same. I have tried making all manner of adjustments in Skype, adjusting the audio manually, changing volume levels, all sorts of things, nothing seems to work. I'm wondering if uh, this is a problem you might have come across before and uh, perhaps other people are struggling with, so uh, I know that was a long-winded question but i hope uh, you can offer us some help cheers cliff bye-bye all right steve thank you for calling in uh yeah skype is not going to sound unfortunately the same as in studio quality it is voice over ip and um the the audio that you played the little sample that you played is very typical of of skype audio it, it is just the norm uh and to be expected i believe uh, now, there are a couple things that I noticed specifically with yours. I noticed that, you know, the sound that you were sending out is very bassy. Uh, you could certainly do some things to kind of minimize the the ability to notice that it's being degraded that much. And one of the things that I would do is I would actually turn your treble up and turn your lows down uh, significantly. And that's going to really help... Um, it's going to make it less noticeable because the the you know the the lower the lows are are really over. You can just tell that they're really compressed down and uh, for for delivery over the net. But yeah, I, I mean that that's that's to be expected. I really do. I now obviously some case sometimes it's going to be worse than others, and uh, that will have a lot to do with you know what are your bandwidth um you know on your end and what's the bandwidth like on the other end. The good news is that when you're recording in studio uh, and you're the, you're on the recording end, well, it doesn't matter what you sound like to the other person. The question is, is how do they sound to you? But like, for example, um, Father Roderick and I do a podcast. He comes in from the Netherlands every week. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to biggest, uh, biggest loser, loser podcast.com and uh Every single episode we do starts off with Father Roderick saying, you're listening to the Biggest Loser podcast with Father Roderick and Cliff Ravenscraft. And so what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to just click on play on, uh, you know, one or two of these here and just listen to Father Roderick's audio. You're listening to the Biggest Loser fan podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. All right. And uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to scroll down here and see if I can find... One other one right here, and it's just taking a second to load. I apologize. You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. But yeah, you can you can just really get a sense that that, that is coming in via Skype. Now here's the deal, though that is that is a billion times better than a telephone call. And so while you're not going to be able to get you know live studio sound, now I believe that there are some devices out there and radio stations are making use of these. Uh, I can look them up uh, maybe another time uh, when I have a little bit more time to share, but there are other devices out there that will do some really amazing. uh, They have amazing codecs for their compression. And it used to be that you had to have what's called a, not a T one line, but uh, Oh, I can't remember a ASDL. ISDN, thank you. 
uh, used to be that radio, you know, people who did remote radio uh, from their home studios, they'd have to have an ISDN. But now they they do have devices out there. But, you know, I think they're around eight or nine hundred dollars for these devices. And you have to have them on both ends. Uh, and so it is possible to get in studio quality over the net, but just not with Skype. So hopefully uh, that answers your question. But, you know, if, I mean, heck, you still sound good. Like I said, just turn your bass down and it won't be as noticeable. All right, uh, real quick here. Uh, Daniel's in our chat room, Daniel Lewis, and he reminded me to, uh, that we actually, in the Audacity 101 webinar, which, by the way, he helped me teach that class, in that webinar session that I, I have the, for the training product, he did help me uh, show off, or he actually demonstrated how you can do dyma- dynamics compression inside Audacity. So basically, it's very similar to my multi-band compressor, it's not the same. Uh, there's a little bit more work. It's a, it's a, you know, it's free, but it's, you know, with that freed or with the price tag of free comes the price tag of complexity. Uh, so it is, it is a little complex, and it doesn't save your settings, but it's something you can do. Uh, that's included, of course, uh, as training inside that Audacity 101. And uh, two other products that I have that I'll just mention and then I'll just get out of here and get out of your guys' way for the for the week. Uh, I want to let you know, evaluating a podcast is another session that I have. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about the fact that I do um, it, podcast evaluations and basically it's $299 and what I do is I actually spend an hour reading or reviewing several of your podcast episodes. I review your website. I review uh, your RSS feed, your iTunes listing, all of these different things. And then, of course, I spend an hour with you on the phone giving you my kind of feedback on some ideas of how you might be able to take your podcast to the next level. And uh, basically what I did is I did a two hour webinar and recorded it high video, high quality video and audio. And that entire two hours is broken into four video segments. And that is available for $100. And basically during that session, I share with you all the things that I look at. Almost 100 different things I look at when I evaluate a podcast. And I explain to you why I'm looking at them and, and give you some thoughts. It, if In my mind, this one is a must-have for anybody who has been podcasting for a year or two or three or four or anybody who's thinking about starting a podcast. And that's available for $100. And then the last one that I'll tell you about is uh, WordPress for podcasters. And uh, I'm just going to read this description to you as well. It says, in this video training tutorial, I take someone who had no domain name, no web hosting account, and set them up with both. Installed WordPress, explained the required plugins for podcast, installed those plugins, and configured them. I also configured all the necessary settings within WordPress, as well as set up the feed uh, with the RSS feed with FeedBurner. I demonstrated how to upload a podcast episode and release it as a podcast within WordPress. I even used the placeholder audio record a placeholder audio recording to submit the podcast successfully to iTunes. I all of this took place within 90 minutes and was captured in full glory with both high quality audio and video so that you can follow along and do the same exact thing. And uh, and this one here says, I've been told by many people that I should double the cost of this training product. However, I'm currently still offering this product for $100 as well. 
But wait, there's more. No, I'm just kidding. I saw that in the chat room. Ah, uh, anyway. Yeah, you'll get a free carrying case. How's that? Nice. Cha-ching. Anyway, if you guys are interested in any of those, uh, send me an email. Feedback at gspn.tv. Feedback at gspn.tv. Do me a favor. In the subject line, put in digital product. All right? Subject line, digital product. Anyway, God bless you all. I am heading to Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Going to be spending some time with my friend Dan Miller down there, doing some more work for him and hanging out with him for a little bit. And then I got uh, a gig where I'm working with another client in Nashville all day long. You know, life is good and I am blessed and I'm thankful for for, uh, each and every one of you who are a part of the community. And until next time, join the community.